welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Last week, students from Brattleboro Area Middle School visited an archaeological dig on the western end of Burge Street. Since the 2011 flooding caused by Tropical Storm Irene, the town has been working with state government and regional nonprofits to determine steps to lessen Whetstone Brook flooding in the future. As a result, a floodplain restoration project has been completed at Melrose Place, and another one is beginning at the old Holden and Martin Lumberyard at the end of Bird Street. The goal is to establish floodplains that may lower water levels and dissipate the power of the Whetstone Brook during times of potential flooding. About 12 acres of land will be impacted by the Bird Street project. A group of archaeologists are examining the whole area where tenement housing for the mill companies was located. In 1824, there was a woolen mill at the end of Bird Street. Floods, fires, and the vagaries of U.S. wool tariffs caused a brisk turnover in mill ownership. By the 1880s, Henry Fletcher had converted the old woolen mill into a sawmill. The sawmill continued to operate under various owners until 1953. This mill conversion is what brought about the nickname Sawdust Alley. Eighth grade students interviewed the leader of the archaeological dig. Here's an excerpt from the discussion. Please share a little bit about yourself and what is going on here. My name is Danielle Dugide. I work for Hartgen Archaeological Associates and our company is based out of Rensselaer, New York. We're conducting an archaeological investigation here at the end of Bird Street. Our excavation is looking for the remains of a tenement house that was associated with the mill complex along Whetstone Brook. We're also looking for any potential yard deposits or any kind of disturbances that happened with both the construction of the site and the demolition. Why are you doing this? This project is a response to the recent floods that Vermont has been experiencing. Part of the way to combat the flooding is to restore a lot of the natural floodplain. So this area right along the Whetstone Brook is planned to have a floodplain restored so all of this fill, the berm, and the historic site that is here will be removed and brought down to the natural level that was in this area prior to land alterations that began in the 19th century. 100 to 150 years ago, people began to bring in a lot of fill and placed it all over the land at this bend of the Whetstone Brook to try and prevent flooding. There have been mills here since the 19th century, and the owners wanted to stop the floods from happening here. Our company is conducting a full data recovery excavation to record everything and save the information before the site gets destroyed by the upcoming flood plan restoration. What are you finding? The artifacts we have been finding are mostly nails, whiteware, and ironstone ceramic glass bottles, spoons, and pipe stems. The ceramic pieces were very popular in the late 19th century, and that is when we think the tenement house was in use. You can learn different things about the glass from the seams and whether there are bubbles. We look for hints like these in artifacts. These characteristics help us determine how old they are and what they were used for. Material and manufacturing changes can be traced to certain time periods. The kaolin clay pipe stems are from the mid-19th century. You can sometimes tell the age from a little hole in the center of the stem. Archaeologists used the hole to date approximate age, as the type of stem hole changed over time. All these artifacts are great for us, because we are here to learn about the lives of people who lived here. 
We take everything we discover back to the lab and office. Normally every day in the field, it takes four days in office to process the excavation sites and the material that we have gathered. Potentially, we are collecting hundreds of artifacts, so it takes a lot of time. We will clean all of the artifacts in the lab, put all of their maps together, and then do a deep dive into the research. From all this, we will piece together from the historical record, from our excavations, and from the artifacts, a giant report that tells us a full story of this. It normally takes a year to complete the process. This is the last time anyone is ever going to do archaeology here. The site is going to be removed, so it's really important that we collect all evidence we can possibly gather and record everything so we can tell the story, because it might not get told again. We are in our early exploration. One of the things we are doing is comparing material from the interior and the exterior of the tenement building. How did people use their domestic spaces? That's one of the interesting questions we are attempting to answer. Most of the artifacts have been found about a meter and a half down, so there was a great deal of fill brought in over the years. How do you know where to dig? From previous research and investigation, we know there is an archaeological site here. We set up a grid, normally a 5 meter grid over the area, and we'll conduct test excavations. It's like if we put a piece of graph paper over the area and do a test at every single point, then, based upon the artifacts that we uncover, we adjust our investigations. Here we found the foundation of the tenement building, so that is guiding our decisions about what to do next. How do you know when to stop digging? We dig in 10 centimeter levels and screen all the soil. We continue to dig as long as we can continue to come upon artifacts. Vermont rules say that we must continue to investigate 20 centimeters below the last discovered artifact. That's how we know when we have gone too far. You can also tell when you've come upon pre-human presence because the soil typically changes color. Why archaeology as a career path? It's fun to dig in the dirt all day. If you are interested in history, if you are interested in doing research and investigating, or if you like the idea of solving puzzles, then this is a good place to be. You are doing something different every day, but you have to enjoy being outdoors. I have a master's degree from the University of Albany, and I like the challenges of this job. Last week, we were in northern Vermont near Lake Champlain working on a pre-contact site. This is an example of how there are different time periods that we end up investigating. We travel around the Northeast doing different archaeological surveys like this. One of the most interesting things we have found was a Native American pottery kiln that was in use before Europeans arrived in the Northeast. Another exciting find was a footprint of a building from the 1750s, which would have been some of the first European settlers in this region. Archaeology can be fun and cool. We'd like to thank Danielle Duguide for giving us a front row seat while she worked with her archaeological crew to uncover local history. We'd also like to thank Jordan and Ella for reading the part of Danielle Duguide and Gilbert, Jackson, Mr. Rivers, and Eliza for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. And we'd like to thank Phil for creating our musical interludes. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past. 